everywhere. Tim Ashoff is with us, of course, uh, from Crete and Schaefer and Hunt. Hey, Tim, good morning. Good morning. Nice to talk to you this morning. It's great to talk to you, too. You know, um, there was a there's a, a longstanding joke in Nashville, Tennessee, that it takes eight years to be an overnight success. Michael Burns taught me that one years ago. And, and uh, it seems like things happen overnight, but there is a lot of preparation, a lot of planning, a lot of lead up to something that it seems as if happens just like that. The coronavirus pandemic. How many, I don't know, maybe billions of years that this thing has been planning this, so to speak. But when it hits, it's, it hits very quickly. And uh, we are stymied. We're, we're slapped. Uh, and uh, we have to get our bearings. And it took a little while for us to get our bearings. But maybe, uh, as history will point out, we may have done it uh, faster than we think when you take a look uh, 100 years from now. Uh, like we're looking at, you know, the Spanish flu uh, pandemic a uh, hundred years ago. But of course, as we all know, and as the nations, and I'll say that in plural, the nations are now understanding and they are connecting the dots in terms of the constant need for truck drivers hauling that cargo from point A to point B. So uh, we're going to talk about uh, how you guys are doing that. And of course, um, that uh, is almost a, a mirror, I guess, of how, generally speaking, the industry is handling this overall. So um, what is your workload like at the moment for the Crete and Schaefer guys? Uh, and what kind of freight are the guys hauling out there, the men and women? Well, fortunately, uh, we're in a part of the industry that has remained uh, very busy. Uh, our last three weeks were were uh, unpredictable in many ways, and that uh, they were we were somewhat overwhelmed by the customers' demand because we haul primary food and consumer packaged goods, and of course, that's what was going off the shelves as people were preparing to stay at home. But I think, as you said in in the opening, um, you know, we don't prepare for that overnight, and we don't prepare to react to that overnight. Fortunately, we've got a good solid company that's been around for over 50 years. Uh, and it's, I think that 50 years of experience that has really helped us through these last uh, three or four weeks. You know, I'd, I caught myself saying the other day, uh, the last three or four weeks almost seemed like three or four years. It just seemed like things were were changing so quickly that um, you wouldn't expect that amount of change in three weeks, uh, let alone three years. So, uh, but having that solid base for us, and fortunately us being in the in the right part of the industry that stayed busy, has helped us uh, pull through here. You know, it's uh, it's interesting and ironic and almost counterintuitive. Yes, we saw the hoarding for really. Well, you know, we'll we'll be analyzing that for a long time. You know, we kind of joked about uh, the history books will remember this as the great toilet paper catastrophe of uh, the early 21st century. Um, but uh, so folks are encouraged to slow down on all of that. But then uh, yesterday, I guess it was, or maybe the day before, uh, we're hearing from some of the top uh, doctors uh, from Washington saying, now's not the time to go to the grocery, but if you have to go, get at least a week's worth of groceries. So it's almost as if they're telling you not to do it and then at the same time to do it. So I think, you know, in all fairness, everybody's kind of caught in this uh, catch-22. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, I, I know people are trying to make the best decisions for the safety of, of all Americans, but sometimes that, that's difficult. Uh, it's hard to know exactly what the right answers are. And, uh, you know, we're seeing that in with our customers out there, particularly in that, that grocery world. You know, Americans are reacting in different ways. As I said, we'll, we'll have a sudden surge, and then uh, we've seen a little bit of a pullback now. But the question is, is now will we have sort of, a, as you mentioned, a round two, as if people are prepared to, to uh, you know, hunker down for a couple weeks or a week at a time. Uh, they'll need that type of shopping uh, to occur again here. And, and, of course, you know, this would normally be one of our busiest weeks of the year. We almost forget that Easter is coming up on, on Sunday. Mm. And, of course, that's that was always a big time in the grocery world, as many of us would be getting together for, for family celebrations, for our, you know, faith-filled celebrations in different ways. And, uh, you know, we're all going to be able to celebrate that in a different way. But but now we're going to the grocery store and, and buying a lot of food for a different reason. So, um, you know, it, it's an interesting time. We are uh, overall and kind of branching out to an industry-wide discussion, Tim. Um, we uh, are getting some predictions now, of, especially out of the oil field, of course. Uh, we are getting predictions of a real uh, cliff coming for uh, trucking overall now. Second quarter, Bob Costello at the ATA is saying it's going to be a bad quarter. Um, and, and, of course, predictions are what they are, and you don't know if they're correct until, in a sense, it's too late and you're looking back at them. Um, so it is hard to predict how the economy is going to react long term. Um, what is your outlook for the industry as we head into the second quarter? Well, I, I think it is going to be a very challenging quarter, and, and again, one we couldn't have predicted, and one that's come on so quickly. And uh, you know, the question is going to be how can individual parts of our industry react, and and how will they all be impacted differently? As as you mentioned, the oil field industry. Certainly, with what oil's done, that's going to be very difficult. You know, the auto industry, we've, we've had uh, plant shutdowns. We've had um, um, certainly the sales of autos drop significantly. I'll call it the traditional retail, the, the clothing stores, the electronics. You know, a lot of those malls and other things have shut down. So if you're in our part of the industry that serves those, yes, this could be one of your most challenging quarters, um, you know, in, in decades. Um, and then there's others of us that are in, you know, the, the staples, the things that are moving, the, the things that are keeping America, you know, making it through this. Um, yes, it's going to be challenging for us because it is different. And certainly um, even in that area, people are, are focusing on the basics and, and not buying, you know, extra things. But at least we're fortunate enough that, that we'll see that somewhat steadiness through this quarter. It's not going to be easy, um, but um, I, I think depending on what part of your industry you're in, um, this is going to be a very challenging quarter. But hopefully, you know, I, I think we're starting to see that, that the experts are, are learning about the virus and, and some of the things that they predicted about, you know, when it's going to peak and, and how it's uh, going to play out or, or seem to be playing out. Now, that can change. But if we can get that, you know, if we can get through this. And, and as we've heard, if these next two weeks are the are the worst weeks for, for us, and then, of course, there's a period of time after that we have to come down. But if we get through, you know, May and, and June and, and get people back out uh, shopping and going, you know, hopefully the second quarter will be will be the the challenging quarter, and then um, you know we can see middle of summer. We can all go out hopefully and celebrate Fourth of July, and that'll be the opening back up of of the economy, and and that certainly will then mean you know trucks will be in high demand, and hopefully we can bounce back quickly. 
you know, here uh, on first uh, the Road Gang with Charlie Douglas and then myself and now Radio Nemo, we've always been driver centric in terms of our programming and our emphasis. But I think uh, if anything has uh, pointed out the fact that um, the supply chain is um, a lot bigger and a lot more uh, spread out than folks uh, realize. Uh, those folks working uh, behind the counters at the truck stops and grocery stores now that now thankfully have some plastic shielding, if nothing else, to protect them. All those folks are part of the supply chain, and within the trucking industry itself, the folks in the office, you and everybody else there, uh, the folks at the terminals, the shops, uh, they are all e- essential. We always have understood that, but I think now more than ever, Again, we have some lessons to learn here about their importance. How have you guys at Crete and Schaefer adjusted how the company operates in terms of the office and the shop teams who are supporting those drivers out there? Well, just like with our drivers, you know, their their safety is first and foremost. So we ensured early on we were following the guidelines of the CDC uh, and, you know, ensuring our offices were safe. So sanitization practices, social distancing, you know, then as some restrictions and work from home um, rulings came in at different places, we had to be prepared and we have a, a large, large portion of our workforce actually working from home. And thankfully, we had technology already set up and our, uh, our team has really pulled together that, um, you know, all of our team essentially are able to work from home. Um, they have their computers, they have their phones, and, and they're able to operate really seamlessly for our drivers. And I am very proud uh, of the team for doing that. Um, you know, we do have a number of our operations, though, where that isn't possible. You know, we do have to have people on site at our terminals to support the drivers as they're coming in. And then particularly in our shops, um, you know, as our drivers still need their trucks maintained. And what we've done there is we've actually worked on split shifts. Um, so we're actually entirely uh, separating our shifts so that, you know, we used to have some overlap, uh, but one shift of maintenance team will be on from, you know, say 7 in the morning till 3 in the afternoon. Then we will shut down our facility for, you know, half hour to an hour and completely clean the facility so that as we bring in the next shift, um, you know, they're coming into a safe environment. You know, our service riders are doing different things to provide social distancing with our drivers. Uh, and that's not, uh, you know, certainly we don't want to make anyone feel not welcome, but that's for everybody's safety. Um, so we're, we're being creative where drivers can do write-ups over the phone and leave the trucks so they don't have to interact as much. But at the same point, I do we do recognize how important it is to have our facilities open for our drivers. I, I had a driver I was talking to um, last uh, Friday evening. In fact, he called me. He says, "I'm going to be through uh, Lincoln on, on Saturday. Please tell me that uh, that our our driver facilities are open uh, because it's challenging out there on the road to get out of your truck to to do laundry and to do things." So, yes, we we have our facilities open. Uh, we are doing much more regular cleaning, sanitization. You, you know, common spaces are being sanitized. You know four or five times a day for their safety. But we realized, as you mentioned, uh, our industry is much more about the driver behind the wheel out there. It's about all of us working together uh, as a team and the facilities being there for our drivers, our maintenance teams being there for our drivers. So we've had to adapt, uh, but uh, I am very proud of our team and adapting and working through that and working together, um, caring about each other's safety and keeping America moving. So, yeah, it's been different, uh, but we're, we're, we're doing very well, uh, relatively speaking.
Coming up in the next hour, our uh, regularly scheduled Tech Talk with TMC is going to focus on parts management best practices. Uh, Mark Willis from Truck Pride, who's also the leading scoring team. He leads the scoring team, I should say, at Supertech. Um, this is sort of like a, a little bit of a sidetrack here, Tim, but um, in terms of uh, the shops there, Creed Schaefer Hunt, do you, uh, is anybody experiencing any uh, any parts uh, problems at this point, getting getting parts, uh, or is that pretty well uh, already there? You know, are you guys doing good on parts? Yeah, no, we we obviously have an inventory of parts, but we did you know three weeks ago, um, maybe even a little bit longer than that when we saw. Um, maybe where this was headed, we did get together with our suppliers, our shop teams. We looked at our high moving parts. Uh, we we went out to our vendors. Uh, we understood where their where their supply was and how that would work. And and so far, we're fortunate. We've been very lucky that yeah, we have a sufficient supply of parts, and it looks like we should here um, and, and to get through this. So um, yeah, but I, I know there are challenges. We have had some challenges where we've had drivers that may be out on the road and had a uh, an issue or needed to get to a repair facility, and the repair facilities themselves, a lot of them have been closed or working on limited hours. So uh, we've had more challenges, I'd say, outside of our facilities than, than at ours. And that's why it's important that we're, we're continuing that preventative maintenance to, to avoid any of those issues on the road. Mm-hmm. Good, good, good. Um, let's talk about recruiting because uh, it's you're still trucking, right? So you still need folks. We are, and again, we we are in that segment of the industry where we're remaining busy um, through this time, and so we we do need folks, and uh, we are continuing to recruit. Now, we started to do that differently, again, safety first and foremost, so uh, we do onboard drivers at four different facilities, but we've limited our our class size, our onboarding size um, at each of those facilities so that we can have good social distancing, so we have, you know, big rooms and drivers are separated in those rooms. Uh, We are asking the COVID-19 questions before a driver comes in. We're taking the temperature when they arrive to make mm-hmm. sure that they're healthy, and, and we're doing that for the protection of, you know, the others there. But, you know, I was talking with the, some new drivers coming on board here in Lincoln, and, you know, they're very appreciative that, that we are doing this and that, uh, you know, many, unfortunately, many really good quality, long-term safe drivers out there in the industry have, you know, have worked maybe in an area of the industry that isn't doing as well right now and, and maybe have had their miles cut or, or sometimes jobs eliminated, and, uh, you know, they're great that there is some places that they can go uh, and continue to, to serve their country in, in many ways by supplying America. So we are still hiring those quality experienced drivers out there. We're being careful on, on when and how we bring them on for everybody's safety. But yes, we're, we're continuing to do that. Fantastic. Tim, always a fascinating discussion when you're with us. Really appreciate you taking some time out with us here this morning. Thank you. And uh, everyone be safe out there. We appreciate your, what you're all doing. Tim Ashoff, everybody. That's uh, Trucking Trends. Tim Ashoff, of course, President and CEO of Crete Carrier Schaefer Trucking.